There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode number 179 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I am so thrilled to be here. I truly, truly love connecting with you all here through the podcast. And I'm just so grateful that you tune in week after week, or if this is your first show, then welcome. I hope you take some time to dive into the archives and listen to any shows that resonate with you. And speaking of listening and being here in this community, if we've never connected, I would love to do that. You know, it's really funny. I listen to a lot of podcasts myself, and there's a lot of podcasts I listen to where I've never actually reached out to the host. And it's just kind of funny because I feel like I know everything about them. I feel like they're almost my friend because I know all of their secrets and the struggles and the problems and the things that they've overcome. And and it is kind of a funny relationship. And sometimes I even find myself referring to them as my friend if I'm telling, you know, a story to my husband about, oh, this person said this or this person went there. I'll say like, oh, yeah, my friend did that. Except I never really talk to them because they're just the podcast hosts I listen to. So if you feel like we have that kind of relationship, if we've never actually had a conversation, whether through DMs on Instagram or email, I would really love to change that. Seriously, nothing makes me happier than actually connecting with you. So if we haven't ever connected before, two really easy ways to do that are just to reply to any of the emails that I send you every week on Thursdays or to connect with me through Instagram. And I'm at Veronica E. Grant. So you can just search 
that on Instagram. I've also got it linked up to my profile on the show notes page. So if you just tap that on your podcast player, that should open up Instagram and take you straight to my page where you can follow me and then send me a DM or comment on one of my photos because I would just love to get to know you and who you are and what you love to do and what frustrates you about your love life and how I can support you. It really helps me to create better content for you, better podcast episodes and better programs and services. All right. And before we get into today's episode, I want to remind you that registration for Summer Love School, 10 Secrets of Trusting Yourself and Love is still open and Summer Love School is totally free. So Summer Love School is a 10-day event where I've gathered 10 of some of my favorite experts on all things love and life to help you trust yourself more in the process of finding love. So we talk about things like how to trust your intuition, how to trust your body, how to trust your sexuality, how to trust your vulnerabilities, how to trust your inner child, all the different phases and all the different tools that you need in order to find love. And the reason why I wanted to focus specifically on trust is because really everything comes back down to trust. I get so many DMs and questions like, hey, Veronica, this is my situation, or this is what I'm going through. What do you think? Or what should I do? Or, you know, something like that. And ultimately, it all comes down to trust. Because even with my clients, where I know a lot about them, I can't possibly tell them what to do or know what's best for them, because only you can know that. I can ask leaded questions and I can help them to see things that maybe they can't see. But ultimately, you've got to learn how to go with your gut, with your intuition. Because even let's say I could magically tell you everything to do in your dating or in your love life. The problem with that is that I'm not going to be forever a little birdie on your shoulder. And so the best thing that you can do is to learn how to basically be your own best inner love guru so that you can make the right calls, whether it's to stay or leave in a relationship, whether something is a red flag or not, whether or not a boundary has been crossed, whether or not that thing should be a boundary or whatever it is. So in Summer Love School, we're going to be talking about the various aspects of the finding love process and the relationship process um, so that you can really trust your voice and trust your intuition and trust the decisions that you make. So to sign up, all you have to do is go to veronicagrant.com forward slash Summer Love School. I've also got that linked up in the show notes. So you should be able to just kind of scroll down wherever you are, find the purple hyperlinked word for Summer Love School, tap that and that'll take you to the sign up page. Now again, we start next week. So if you're listening to this episode on or around the day the podcast was released on August, I think it's 2nd or 1st or something like that, then you know, just make sure you don't delay because the first day of Summer Love School starts August 5th. Now if you're listening to this after August 5th, then that's totally fine. You can join Summer Love School late and you can still get access to all 10 days of classes. And the classes will be available until about mid to late August or so. So even if you're a little bit late, you still got some time to catch up. And these classes are short. They're all less than 30 minutes because I want you to watch them all. So I want to make sure you can create time in your schedule to do that. And if you watch Netflix, you definitely have time to watch these classes. And I purposely have made them super actionable. So the format is I um, interview the guest teacher, they teach on a certain concept or a certain point that they want to make. And then at the end of the class, I break everything down and pull out three big action steps that you can take right now so that you can actually see changes in your life. It's one thing to hear a bunch of nice ideas, but then it'd be like, okay, cool, that sounds good, but what does it mean? Or how do I actually apply that to my life? And so that's what the breakdowns after the classes are, um, because I, again, I want you to take that tangible action. I want you to actually do something different so things don't just become shelf help, so to speak. 
All right, so on to my coaching call with Joanna. So I love this call because basically what she's asking is she's asking, how can I see hindsight in 2020? In other words, how can I know if something is a red flag? And if something is a red flag, how can I trust myself or do the work that I need to do to release myself from the relationship and to not keep trying or pushing forward or ignoring things, conveniently ignoring things? And so this is really what we dive in in this conversation. And I just I love this question. I love where the conversation or the coaching led. And I think that a lot of you all are going to relate to this. And so basically, if you wish, man, I wish I knew that, you know, in present time, if you always are thinking, man, hindsight is 2020, I already knew this thing, I already knew this guy was gonna be a jerk, or I knew this guy was gonna be a narcissist, or I knew this person was not going to be the right fit for me or whatever. Why is it that we keep going and why can't we have that hindsight in 2020? So we're going to dive into all of that and more in my coaching call with Joanna. So without further ado, let's get to it. Hi, Joanna. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Veronica. How are you doing today? I am doing well. I'm super excited to be here. I'm like on a roll right now because I'm recording this after a few really good client sessions. So you just get like that fire going. So I'm excited for our call. Yay. Me too. Yeah. So what can I help you with today? So I definitely have noticed with myself that A, I tend to jump into relationships quickly and B, I think I get so deep so quickly that I don't do a good job of identifying things that in 2020 hindsight seem to be red flags. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I accommodate easily. I tell myself everything's going to be okay. Things will be different or that that person's behavior would change and that it's just something that's normal. I tend to normalize things that shouldn't be normalized that I should Mm -hmm. be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So let's dive into that. So I just want to say from the beginning is, you know, there's no like universal correct answer in this, right? Like you can take things on a case by case, but let me just ask you this. Why do you think you jump in so quickly? Or why do you ignore maybe some things that are, would be that in that hindsight 2020? I think I want everything to work. I, I am looking for a life partner and I think I have probably a disproportionate focus on that and wanting to be in that partnership. So I'm kind of willing to accommodate and do what it takes to be in that partnership. I was in a long-term marriage and when you're in a long-term marriage, you do make a lot of compromises and you're, you get used to that, right? You get conditioned to being in a relationship with somebody and knowing that you need to work around what their challenges are, their issues are and make things work. So I think I did a lot of that in my marriage and I am carrying that over into relationships where I may I may want to evaluate things a little bit more objectively. Okay. Would you say that there's a quality or characteristic in you that you think has caused this pattern to reoccur? Yes. I'm definitely a people pleaser and I don't like people to be upset or angry. I think I, I think I have a legitimate fear of making people angry. Okay. Why do you think that is? think it's from when I was a little kid and you know people around my house probably had a tendency to overreact in some instances and it really impacted me it really made me sad and upset and I would withdraw Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when that happened yeah yeah and so 
you know, going off being the people pleaser. So that's obviously a pattern that you picked up, right? From a long time ago, you know, this, we've done a lot of work around this. And you also know that on some level you needed to people please in order to kind of just like emotionally survive, right? So just to to deal with it, right? Because you're a kid, you have a lot less freedoms, you have a lot less options. You also have a lot less awareness of what's actually going on. And so you figured out a way to basically stay safe. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Okay. I protect myself with it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times what ends up happening, and this is actually something that I'm, you know, working with now in my, in my own life and something that I'm, I'm learning and this idea reflects the work of Ken Page, who is actually going to be a guest speaker in Summer Love School. He's amazing. So what I want to ask is, if you think people-pleasing as your quote-unquote weakness, right, and the quote-unquote problem, right, what would the corresponding, or what would be the other side of that coin? Like, what would be the strength that would be related to that? Being accommodating in a good way where... Uh, you're listening to someone else, you're putting yourself in their shoes, being very empathetic and, and wanting them to be happy. I think that's probably essentially where it comes from that I want other people to be happy. So I tend to do a lot to, to make that happen. Okay. But how can we frame it in a way that's actually a really awesome attribute in a relationship? Like you want other people to be happy, but that's still treading in like people pleasing, uh, like land. Uh, So would you say like you're an empathetic person or you're a yeah, person? Yeah, I'm definitely told that I'm empathetic. I'm a, a, a good friend to other people. I'm very supportive. I've actually been called a cheerleader. I'm like usually very good at lifting people up in different situations, encouraging them, especially if they're feeling down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So then when you're dating, what are the ways in which you hide your empathy or you manage your empathy? That I manage it. Or how does it come across? Like, but what I want to know is like, how is it showing up in your relationships now? Or in the relationships you've had your empathy? Uh, I think I'm pretty consistent about doing nice, thing, nice things for people, not asking too much of them, kind of putting myself in their shoes pretty often and doing things that I think are going to make them happy, honestly. So mm-hmm. thinking about what they want, maybe a little bit more than what I want. Right. So the way your empathy shows up in relationships now is as a people pleaser. Yeah. Yeah. So what if we kind of flipped that coin and we allowed you so- yourself to show up as, because here's what happens is when you show up in a relationship with like, oh, there's this part of me that always messes things up or this is just my weakness or whatever. A couple things might happen. One thing that might happen is we might think it's a problem. And so then we try to change it or cover it or hide it or whatever. And so then we're not really being authentic then because we're not, we're just not being ourselves because we're not being, you're not being the empathetic person that you naturally are born to be. Correct. Exactly. So so that can happen. The other thing that can happen is because there's this part of you that thinks, Oh God, my empathy or just like my compassion, it it doesn't get me good places and it gets me being used or taken advantage of or manipulated or whatever it is. And so then we hide it. And so then we attract someone who doesn't also value the empathy. And so then they probably don't have a lot of empathy. And so then you feel like, oh crap, there's like no empathy. There's no kindness in this relationship. I got to make up for the both of us. And then you're like overdoing it. Does that make sense? It totally does. My last relationship wasn't terribly long. It was about three months. It was so draining because I was doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It ended up being very emotionally draining. 
Okay. Okay. So what if, and this is something that I learned from Ken, so I'm really excited for everyone to listen to his, to his summer school interview. What if you actually led with empathy? And had that be one of the foundational elements of a relationship? Mm-hmm. That would work for me as a person. Uh-huh. I mean, I'd be, I, that would be very comfortable for me. Uh-huh. And what if you didn't try to hide the empathy? And what if you only dated people that really appreciated and honored that part of you that was, you know, really empathetic? That would feel great. Okay. So, so how can we make that happen? So I have been thinking about this, right? Because we all think about different things that we want to work on. We wouldn't be in any of the groups that you lead if we, if we weren't thinking about these things. One of the things I'm thinking about is getting involved in activities that require empathy and compassion and that you're kind of putting yourself out there a little bit. So I think I may have mentioned to you that I did a recent trip to West Virginia and was repairing people's homes who couldn't afford to do it themselves so I'm thinking about, that was a long trip and it was far away, but there's opportunity for me to do that on a much more localized level. Mm-hmm. So the town, the city that's right next to my town, there's a lot of need for that. And there, I think there's a Habitat for Humanity group. So, you know, I do things in my personal life, like church. I do spend time with people who are friends of mine who I would, I guess I would say benefit from spending time with me in that I'm supportive when they need support. But I think that I could put myself out there a little bit more and do more volunteering. And then I would feel as though I would end up interacting with people who have similar priorities and feel similarly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, a really practical thing. And I think in a maybe less tangible, well, even and, and even taking a step further back, I think in thinking of it in less tangible ways is, you know, because your original question was like, how do I not basically lose myself? in the relationship. And this is a conversation that I had a couple of weeks ago with people listening to the podcast with, um, Andre Ann. And I mean, it was a different situation. I just listened but, to that today, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's a similar, it. similar question, different circumstances, I think. And mm-hmm. obviously every person gets coached differently. So we go to different, you know, go to different places. So like one person can, or three people can ask the same question in three totally different coaching sessions. But my, my point is, is that what if in dating, whether you're like at the stage where you're talking on the apps or online or whatever to the stage where you're going on the first initial dates to the stage where it's progressing into, okay, maybe this is like an actual relationship or whatever along that stage or along that progress. What if you kind of recondoed that a little bit, right? And, mm-hmm. and rather than thinking it as joy, thinking of the word as empathetic, since that's a part of you, that's, actually your strength and actually the part of you that is most able to, when that part of you is seen, let me ask you this, Ashley, when someone truly values your empathy, whether it's a friend, whether it's me, (laughs) anyone, what goes on? Like, how does that feel for you? I literally have a physical sensation that goes along with that, that feels warm and good. And I, you know, like in the Grinch, when the heart grows, <laughs> that's how I feel. I am not kidding you. Like, I feel like my heart gets bigger. It's a right. great feeling. Yeah. And so, so some words for that, some words for that are connection, their uh, intimacy, mm-hmm. love, mm-hmm. things. So what if you just decided like right now that you are going to only 
go on dates with people, only continuing to talk to people, only continuing to see people who celebrated that part of you the way you celebrate that in yourself? That would feel really good. Because I, I have to say when, and it happened a few times recently because of this trip, just and things surrounding the trip that I did, um, connecting with the actual homeowner was amazing. And I feel like my most authentic self then, for sure. And I just, you know, I feel like I'm in flow. I feel like I'm vibrating at this very high frequency. I'm just, I feel like I'm my best self. Awesome. Awesome. So is there anything that's preventing you from being able to do that from here on out? Any questions, any resistance? I think it's just going to be a matter of me really focusing on that because I think something that you said earlier made a ton of sense to me, which is that you feel so vulnerable, right? You feel vulnerable when you're, I think in general, when you're being your authentic self, sometimes you feel vulnerable because you're fearing rejection from other people, right? Mm -hmm. You're, you're doing things that make you feel happy and comfortable, but you're really giving of yourself and you're really out there and it hurts to be rejected. So whether it's just because somebody doesn't reply when you message them on an app or whatever it is, or you've been on a few dates and they're saying, I don't feel it. I think that vulnerability is tough. I think the flip side of that is what you're saying is that you have this opportunity to connect to people in a much more meaningful way, in a much more mm-hmm. intimate way. And that is definitely what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I think, well, a few things I'll say to that. One is, yeah, rejection always sucks. There's no way to sugarcoat it. Yeah. You just kind of have to let it suck. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yes, you can build your rejection resilience to where like, okay, yes, this hurts, but you're separating that pain from your worth, right? Because there's a difference. Yeah. 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 So that, that part gets easier to where like you can get rejected and not be like, oh, it must suck, right? Like you, you can definitely get better at that. And that goes for all parts of life, whether it's love life, career, business, you know, like all sorts of things. So, so that part is, is definitely true. And then the other thing that I want to say, when you're leading with empathy, that creates a level of authenticity, which therefore creates level of vulnerability, which creates a situation that more people aren't going to be interested in. That's true. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those are some interesting filters. Yeah. <laughs> and can that be a good thing? Mm-hmm. that there's actually going to be less people exactly and that are interested in what you're interested in, but that's not a bad thing. It's, it actually makes your life a lot easier. That's so true. It's kind of like, I just, I just recorded this summer. I can't remember where I recorded it because I definitely just gave this example, but it's kind of like, so when I go out to eat, I don't eat meat. Right. And so if I go to a rest- restaurant, that's like not a vegetarian restaurant, there's usually like one, maybe two things, like usually a vegetarian dish and then usually a fish dish. I eat fish out. And so I, I, I have like two options. I'm going to get the spaghetti or I'm going to get the salmon. <laughs> right. Yeah. If I go to a vegetarian restaurant, I'm like, what do I get? <laughs> just, <laughs> I just like stand in front of the, in the, in front of the like, menu and I'm just like, I don't even know. Like, what are you think? What are you getting? What are you getting? And I'm just like freaking out. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, hard for me to overwhelming. And then usually what I end up ordering, I'm like, oh, I don't like this. I should have gotten the other thing. Right. And yeah. so you can make your job a lot easier and just make relationships feel a lot easier when you're like, this is who I'm going to be. And yeah, some people and a lot of people aren't going to like it, but I'm totally okay with that because that means for the people that are going to like it, I have so much more energy to put towards them. Yes, that's so true. Right. You don't feel so fragmented and it feels, it feels effortless, right? When you're with someone who has some similar line of thinking to you or some similar priorities, it, 
it just flows so much more easily. Conversation flows. I feel like you're connected to them much more quickly and easily. Mm-hmm. Totally. totally. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. So I've been talking a lot this, this episode. So what are some of your action steps? What are your takeaways that you're going to implement? Well, I not been dating for a few weeks now and I'm feeling re-energized actually. And I'm feeling as though there's some really nice focus I can put on how, how I write up about myself, right. And create a new profile. I think I'll just completely bag whatever I had and not, not even look back at it. Honestly, there's no need. And just, you know, be really selective about which pictures I think represent me well and, um, and focus in on the things that are really important to me and not be, not be fearful, not be afraid, not be tentative about being authentic and putting myself out there. And then it feels as though that will help attract somebody who has much more. Yeah. So I want to make this even more tangible. So the first thing that I would do is before you even look at your profiles, I would back even more up and how can you celebrate your empathetic nature. Cause it's not just about acknowledging it and being like, yeah, cool. I'm accepting myself. Like I'm empathetic, but like, how can you actually like celebrate it? So you can truly begin to see it as your piece to where you, to how you connect with people. Oh my gosh. I guess I could do something nice for myself. Yeah. That I, that I would hope that somebody else would do for me. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, great. Okay. Good. Yeah. And you can also like, I mean, and this is like where you can dive into inner child work or like letter writing, like you can write a letter to yourself and like, or write a letter to the part of you that's empathetic. And like, you're so freaking awesome. I am so glad that, you know, our souls connected and like, you're a part of, you know, my life, like it can be something like that. And I, or, you know, connecting with your inner little girl and like you develop this empathy, you know, you were given this life path and this is an amazing piece that came out of it. And, you know, you can, you can do that. Like there's all sorts of things. And, and what I would like also to see you do is make it a daily practice, you know, whether it's just like having some sort of like post it like on your computer or on a mirror or whatever. And it's just a reminder, just like celebrate your empathy. That way it's like every day, like reminding yourself because it's going to be easy to forget it. Right. Mm -hmm. When, When the guy doesn't text you back, whatever, or when, when you do experience rejection, which will happen because that's what dating is, there will be times where you forget it. And so I think just one thing that you, or just something that you can do to give yourself that daily reminder, just like acknowledge, not just acknowledge it, but celebrate it. And um, it doesn't have to be like this whole big thing of like writing yourself a letter every day, because that's not super practical, but everyone has time for one breath to celebrate something. Oh, definitely. Okay. Yeah. And then I think then it's not even then, but like do that first. And yeah, then I guess it is a then, then, you know, look at your profile. How do you want to represent this part of you? How do you want to lead with that part of you? And let that really be the guiding force, you know, as you go out and meet people. And if you find yourself having to hide your empathy, if you're finding yourself having to make up for the two of you, you know, like eat for two, so to speak. Like those are all signs where it's like, okay, this is not the right, not the right fit. Yes. And I think that's what I ended up realizing. Yeah. And I think, you know, we can't expect perfection. Right. But I think one thing that makes it easier to do, because I do get that, like when you're in the relationship, you're like, oh, but this, uh, maybe I can make it. uh, I don't know. So we kind of get into that place. Um, And I think that 
the more you can celebrate. That's why I think celebrating is so important Mm -hmm. because when you can really celebrate that part of you and like, really like this part of me is freaking awesome. Then it's so much easier to be like, this person does not like this really awesome part of me. It's so much easier to like not get a look at it. Right. Right. So you're, you're acknowledging that part of you celebrating it and saying, this is such a big part of who I am. If this doesn't work for somebody, then it's not the right fit. Exactly. It becomes a really easy equation, actually. Mm-hmm. That that's a really great way to look at it. Yeah. It's, it's almost, it becomes a deal breaker. If you don't get this about me and this isn't part of what attracts you to me, then that's right. not working. Right. And that's why it's not just about accepting the empathetic part of you, but it's actually like really celebrating it. Mm-hmm. Cause if you just accept it, then I don't think it's necessarily going to have that same equation. Right. Right. Which right. Is, yeah, it's just part of me, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Cause I'm sort of envisioning, you know, this could play out that if I were with somebody who liked to do those things, that would be a really great way to spend time together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doing things that are, you know, nice for other people. Yeah in a very general way. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. Awesome. Is this helpful? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I got a lot of clarity. Good. What's your biggest takeaway? Celebrate this part of me and feel good instead of feeling that it's something to be minimized. Right. Like, like make sure that I'm feeling great about it and therefore I'm communicating that to others and feeling proud about it you know, taking a little pride in the fact that I like to, I like to be good to other people and that that's a big part of who I am. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you you so much, Joanna, for coming onto the show. As always, I'm so appreciative of the women who come onto the show, ask their questions and get coached because I know it's a lot more people than just them that are getting the support, but it's all of you all that are listening. And now if you're listening and you're interested in getting some free coaching with me and you want to come onto the show, then I would love to have you. So send me an email, hello at veronicagrant.com, or you can send me a DM, Veronica E. Grant, and let me know you're interested. And we'll add you to the queue. And you don't have to know what your specific question is. It can change a 100 times before our interview time or coaching time. And even if your question is just like, I don't know what to ask, but nothing is working, then that's a really great place to start a coaching conversation with. All right, so I'm not going to break down this call too much with Joanna because we did a lot of that in the call. And also, I want you to make sure you tune into my class with Ken Page and really all the classes, but specifically that one in light of this episode um, in Summer Love School. But basically, Joanna wanted to have hindsight you know, it's 2020. She wanted to have that in real time and present time. And I totally think you can have that to an extent. And the degree in which you're able to have this hindsight is 2020, you know, mindset in real time or in present time is how much you're able to really trust yourself and honor how you want to feel and who you are as a person. The less you trust yourself and the less you honor yourself and celebrate who you are as a person, then the easier it is to ignore or conveniently ignore red flags or potential issues or crossing of boundaries or just people that maybe aren't the right fit for you. That being said, like most things, there is a happy medium. You don't want to get so caught up in having the perfect hindsight in this 2020 and present time that you're unable to 
release control and allow yourself to potentially be rejected. So in order to be truly vulnerable and to be truly open to a potential relationship, you have to allow yourself to, yeah, maybe sometimes you're going to get rejected. Maybe sometimes you're going to be disappointed. Maybe sometimes you're going to have your heart broken. And I know this isn't the first time I've said this on the show, but a yes lives in the land of no's. If you are trying so hard when you're dating or really anything in your life, trying to find a job, trying to get clients, whatever, and you are so scared of getting the no that you try to control everything so much so that you can just almost guarantee the yes, but ultimately you never actually get yourself out there or make the ask or do the thing, text the person, whatever, then you're not really allowing yourself the opportunity to find that connection, find that intimacy that ultimately we all crave in our romantic partnerships. So yes, you totally can have more of that awareness and that hindsight as 2020 in present time. But you can't go too far to the extreme the other way to where you're controlling everything and not allowing yourself to be rejected. Now, if you liked this idea of understanding what your quote unquote weakness is and how to reshift that belief and how to turn it around and see it as your greatest asset and lead with dating from that place, then I highly recommend you join us for Summer Love School. So this is a concept I learned from Ken Page, and he's one of the guest teachers in Summer Love School, and he's talking all about that inside the program, which by the way, is totally free. And he's also giving away the first two chapters of his book totally for free inside Summer Love School. So to sign up for Summer Love School, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash Summer Love School. And I've also got a link on the show notes and the episode information page. So wherever you're listening to this on your podcast player, if you scroll somewhere, depending on how you're listening or what screen is up, then there should be a little episode info and then some purple links that are hyperlinked and you can click that to sign up. Again, it's totally free and the classes are only up for a limited amount of time. So as soon as you hear this, make sure you go ahead and sign up so that you don't miss out. And by the way, you guys know that I often am not the biggest supporter of most self-help books. It's not that I think self-help books are bad or the people who write them are bad. It's just that I find a lot of them end up being either self-help or they're kind of good ideas, but how do I actually apply this? Or it's kind of like, yeah, but that might have worked for you, but you're not really being mindful of different people's experiences and their backgrounds and blah, 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 blah. But I really, really love and recommend Ken's book, Deeper Dating, and he gives you the first two chapters for free inside Summer Love School. So that's just another good reason to join us for Summer Love School, and you'll also get a lot of other resources that all of the guest teachers are giving away as well. And again, this is totally free. So head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash Summer Love School, and I will see you in school, and I will see you next week on the podcast where I'm going to make the case for taking a dating break. Oh, and I'm also going to be releasing some bonus episodes this month. I'm not going to tell you what they're about. They're a surprise, but I'm pretty sure when you see them, you're going to love them. So make sure you're subscribed to the podcast because I'm probably not going to send any emails out about this. I might post it on social a little bit, but they're mostly just going to be for the podcast listeners. So make sure you're subscribed so that you get a notification that there is a new episode of these bonus episodes um, that are going to be really fun for me to put together. And I'm really excited to do that. All right. Until next time, talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. 
Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM.